Good afternoon, good day, good evening, guys. Thanks for checking in again at a new episode of Back to Backwards. Today, I invited Bruce Pond. He's the founder of Ocean Protocol, and I've been invested in Ocean Protocol for only a few months now, but it has been a crazy ride uh, until this day. Um, you know, not only the price has, has surged, but if you look closer into their project, you can see they are really hardworking. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked to, to share my conversation uh, with Bruce, with you guys. So just let's start. Good afternoon, Bruce. It's an honor to have you on today. And as stated in my intro, I am into Ocean for only a few months now, but until this day, I'm quite impressed by your achievements. So being Ocean's founder, how does your typical working week looks like? It's uh, great to be here. Um, and in Ocean, I guess my typical work week is uh, a split between a few different things. It starts with uh, focusing on, I guess, the roadmap and the product and understanding where engineering is. Mm -hmm. Then we look at any partnerships and development type of activities that we are pursuing and working with. And then we also look at communications, community involvement, the what's happening in the developer community, as well as uh, in the general uh, initiatives that we might be doing to uh, work on adoption with Ocean. So that's pretty much the week is to look at all the different aspects, whether it's the uh, community, it is the partnerships or it's the technology. And that pretty much fills the whole week. Okay. So you could say you are running the show like uh, like the master of ceremony and you are referring to, uh, to, to partnerships or other collaborations and in, in the past months, we have seen once again that the crypto market is a wild market. Like 95% of the time, a token's value is based solely on hype or speculation. So how would you describe the balance between the actual utility and the value uh, of the ocean's token? I would, I would say that uh, we as a project and a team have started out from a very kind of early time in the blockchain space. We started out in 2019 and we've worked our way to understanding different aspects of blockchain, crypto, as well as AI to the point where we can release Ocean uh, Protocol. And uh, if many of your listeners have kind of heard of Ocean back in 2017, they'll have seen a very long journey where we've had some highs currently uh, where the enthusiasm is very high, but we've also had times where the energy was a little bit lower and the token price reflected mm -hmm. that. So the, what we talk about in the team uh, uh, amongst the, the people who are building this is just to stay focused on what our vision is, and that is to unlock a data economy. Focus on the utility, the use cases, the technology, as well as nurturing community. And then the external, I guess, recognition can come when it's ready. And so if uh, some of your listeners were kind of following the project, I guess, in August 2019, that was probably one of the low points in terms of the price. And since then, we've gone up, I believe, a significant amount. Yeah. Uh, and that is kind of, I guess, a maturing of both the, uh, the technology, the community has kind of grown organically and rallied around the project. And we do see some, I guess, development in the value of the ocean token. Uh, but the number one thing that we always read in our 
kind of internal meetings is just to stay focused on the technology developers and the people who will use Ocean. Uh, and then everything else just works its way through that. Uh, and um, just try to do the best for the community. I think that's a very good thing because we've seen a lot of crypto companies uh, make like crazy pivots into being suddenly a DeFi focused project. And especially in the case for, for Ocean Protocol, I think it's also very important uh, to your own customers to have a, a, a very clear vision and a very clear road ahead. So for anyone who, who reads up on Ocean, uh, learns about the concept of data tokens. They are quite a big part of your proposition. Uh, but for some of the, my listeners, this might sound like something very, very new. So can you explain to our listeners what kind of problem they solve? Data tokens is a combination of a bunch of learnings. Number one, it is a, hopefully a, a very deep understanding of the capability of what blockchain can offer for data sharing and unlocking a data economy. The second thing is that a data token hues very closely uh, and is compatible to what's happening in the DeFi space, which is finding ways to financialize assets that may not have been financialized before. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I could make kind of a, a more specific kind of deep dive, yeah, DeFi, what it's doing is it's taking crypto uh, and it's bootstrapping crypto by financializing what we've built over the last five to seven years as a community, a global community. We're financializing it where we're turning crypto assets into collateral, securitizing it, lending, uh, staking, yield, all this sort of stuff. And that is bringing a lot of enthusiasm, energy, and innovation into the space. For data tokens, it is looking at data as an asset. And we see that the unique characteristics, it's a native use case of blockchain, is the ability to tokenize data, data streams, data assets, services around the data economy. And a data token encapsulates that. What you can do is you can say, all right, this data stream can now be represented by a token, a data token. That data token has a whole bunch of things in it. Number one, it's, it's a it's a ERC token or compatible token. It can be wrapped in different kinds of ways. So it can be an ERC 20, uh, 2721, It's a bunch of different kind of composable tokens uh, around that. So there's straight out the bat, it is uh, compatible with DeFi. You could already mm -hmm. you can already like take this this token and start trading it, selling it, turning it into collateral. The second thing which this token represents is that it is decentralized access control. It is an access control token that allows somebody to, once they get that token, they can access a data set. They can access a data stream or a service. And so if you imagine kind of you want to uh, attend a very popular event online with limited access, maybe some private event, some a speech with Elon Musk or something. And instead of whipping out your Visa card and buying entry using Eventbrite, the tickets are issued as data tokens. And since these data tokens are transferable, uh, a person buying the tokens doesn't need to attend themselves, but they can actually resell them if, if that's mm, what they want okay, to do. Okay. And so the features are like the buyer can come from anywhere on earth without needing a credit card. Not everybody uses a credit card on earth. I think that that is something, a privilege that many Westerners have, let's just say, or, or um, uh, in, in a very developed world. Um, tokens can be put onto an exchange where the price fluctuates based on demand, transparency and available to all, maybe on Balancer or Uniswap. Um, and when an event starts, people who use or spend the token can enter and use the event. And so what you're having 
and, and you can apply this analogy to any type of data stream, whatever. This data token is an access control token that hews very close to the DeFi, but it lives uh, on Ethereum. So it is completely permissionless. So you, for instance, on this podcast, you could issue a, a data token for access to this podcast. Maybe you have a second tier. You have a public podcast where we're talking now, and you have a private podcast. That private podcast could have a data token associated with it. Uh, you release, let's say, 500 maximum per private interview, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you see what happens on Uniswap and see see as your content gets better, as your the people jumping onto your interviews get better. Maybe the data token for your podcast rises. That's quite a quite an interesting idea, so to say. But um, so now you're talking about data tokens giving access to certain events, for instance, uh, in this particular uh, example. But uh, as myself, I just became a father, and for uh, my daughter, she she's she's going to school, she's going to university. Would such a a uh, data token could also like contain uh, uh, educational progress, for instance, uh, that could replace something like a diploma or something. It definitely can. And first, congratulations. Thank, thank congratulations. You, thank you. It's huge. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled for you, Ashley. So great. Sorry, I cut you off. Please go ahead. Am I thinking in the in the right direction in terms of applications of, of, of data tokens? Because obviously I'm well aware what this could mean for enterprises and we can talk about it a little bit later on. But for now as a, uh, you know, as a, as a person, uh, how can a data token benefit, benefit my life? Uh, for instance, interacting with social media platforms or uh, with institutions institutions like universities uh, in, in the coming future? So I think your idea is, is pretty cool uh, to, to grant access to a certain whatever metadata or a certification, this type of thing. It's definitely a use case that data tokens from Ocean Protocol can handle. One of the things that we're constantly looking for are ways where we can involve developers, uh, creators, uh, anybody who has kind of ideas on how, how a decentralized world can look like and to involve them in a challenge, in a hackathon, these types of things, where we can get out these ideas. And the best part is data tokens are built uh, with a very simple architecture uh, so that the use cases can evolve and emerge over time. It's not something that Ocean Protocol will ever control. It's like Ethereum. Ethereum is now spawning, it's probably spawned probably 5,000 different projects. Uh, Some are becoming quite viable. Some are already making, I guess, uh, good money. And the, the key thing is, is that the, the data tokens, the substrate that Ocean kind of is uh, working through with the data tokens and all the different technology we're building is that it is permissionless. It allows anybody to come in with their idea, play with it, and, and to release it. So, yes, uh, credentials. That could be some sort of form of data that is tokenized where uh, you can grant access to various people to um, view. So, for instance, you're looking for a job you somebody says okay can i see your credentials for harvard and you issue them a data token say here you go and then they can access it and you know that they are the one who has it um and it yeah. can maybe only be spent once this type of thing that's definitely a use case there's there's thousands and millions more that we hope uh we'll be able to see in the coming years yeah i mean that that could uh, make make things easier for like 
application uh, processing, but also uh, being untemperable or you can uh, manage yourself what info or data you want the other uh, end to view or read. So, so you are in control of your own data. Uh, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Correct. So recently, Ocean announced a, quite a big partnership with, with Daimler. For everyone who doesn't know Daimler, well, they are the manufacturer of Mercedes-Benz. And obviously, th this was very well received by the community. So what can you tell us about this partnership besides only, only name dropping? And, and are there any other noteworthy events or partnerships lined up? So uh, Daimler and Mercedes-Benz, they are, as a company, close to my heart. I, I spent um, six years working with Daimler and Mercedes-Benz to help them build out new uh, businesses in uh, Russia, China, and a few other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have, I have a history with Daimler. Um, and what happened was uh, they had heard about what Ocean was doing, and that was something interesting. Uh, and then they, we worked on several different uh, projects. So within BigchainDB, sort of kind of a, a, one of the forerunner projects, Ocean Protocol, we did a couple of different projects at the headquarters in Germany. Um, mm -hmm. And then within the Ocean ins, um, instantiation, like when we started Ocean, we also talked with Daimler again. And it evolved into um, a pretty, uh, I, I don't want to, I'm not, it's under NDA, so so we can't talk in detail about the content, but okay, it's, yeah. we're looking at a specific use case or set of use cases that truly allow them to unlock data and share data. And mm. it is something that we're really looking forward to, I guess, continuing the work on. Uh, and the work that we've done up until now has proven a couple of hypotheses we had about data sharing. And uh, we're going to be excited uh, if there's another announcement coming up. Of course, this is something that they uh, would be the ones to make an announcement for um, if that was to happen. Okay. Um, in general, though, uh, I, I just want to kind of reiterate that to build a thriving ecosystem that's fully decentralized, we need a lot of actors and participants um, who express kind of their needs and what they're looking for. Uh, and to kind of, we also need people who are expressing new ideas that can be both enterprise, they can be individual, they could be just core developers, uh, so that we unlock the types of ideas uh, that are out there. And that's what we're looking for partnerships. With partnerships, we need, the key things are somebody who has an idea, somebody who is willing to really put some hard work in, uh, and also somebody who's doing this on a timeline. So, so those are the three things we're looking for. The idea, a commitment, as well as an, a certain amount of urgency where they recognize that this is going to be disruptive data sharing in the future, uh, or they actually have a mandate from somebody high up. And so when we do announce a partnership, uh, all three of those criteria have already been fulfilled. And then when it becomes public, it's something that we've already done something meaningful. One of the things that we're very cognizant of is that we try not to make any promises uh, externally to the community we try not to make any announcements unless we already have something meaningful that we would be proud of to share. Um, we try not to do anything kind of ahead of schedule and, and kind of hype things uh, because we don't want to disappoint. Yeah, no, exactly. That's uh, that's definitely a, a pitfall you should uh, should avoid. Um, so I can see why companies uh, would team up with Ocean to develop something that benefits their business model um, but 
for companies like uh, Daimler or other big companies, they have quite, you know, big pockets. So in, in theory, they could also uh, hire their own devs and start building on their own uh, product. So what would be the, the added value of bringing in the guys of Ocean to work on their problem? So Daimler uh, has multiple teams working on blockchain around the world. Uh, we've worked with a few of them and they can definitely hire uh, new devs. I think one of the advantages of working with Ocean is that we have been focused on this for seven years and we have kind of a point skill in a specific area which resonates with some of their business needs. Mm -hmm. And this is what we would do for other companies. So if I'm, um, it's just like uh, you have a, you have some, whatever, a, a legal conflict with somebody, you're, you're not going to, you, of course, you're going to do your own research and you're going to try to learn about what, what's up front from you, but you hire the experts, you hire some lawyers uh, who know what they're doing and it's very specialized. And same with blockchain. If, if I'm going to do a smart contract, I'm going to go with somebody who's probably been doing solidity for a couple of years. Uh, they have a little bit of reputation in the space. They're able to give me some, uh, help me avoid pitfalls and help me make things more efficient. Makes sense. And, and this is what we do with, with any partner that we work with. Um, we've been around since 2013. Our team has been through thick and thin highs and lows of the entire blockchain space. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not going anywhere. And so what we want to do is we want to build on that so that we, we continue our long-term perspective to work with enterprises, to work with the partners. And it's not just enterprises, it's also service partners. Like for instance, we, we announced uh, partnerships with Zulka, DAC, Smart Control, Protofire, Altoros. We, we have like five or six partnerships. Uh, we announced, I think uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, um, a grant to D5DAO. They had done a lot of work previously for a couple other uh, other projects and such. And so we're really happy to work with them. But also we work with, uh, Gitcoin, um, uh, SingularityNet, uh, Radical Exchange, and a whole bunch of other projects uh, all around where we do have this commitment, uh, we have this idea, as well as we have the uh, a time frame where it makes sense for us to work on. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to look for the early adopters who are going to make this happen uh, and yeah. then keep the long frame of the, the enterprises and the, the other partners like government and stuff uh, so that we, we can make sure their needs are fulfilled. If if a company uh, decides to to outsource their data science project, they would maybe write an email to to Ocean Protocol. Who would be the other contenders in 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 such a outsourcing uh, event? It's um, I I think that we went through a lot of POCs and such in 2015, 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of enterprises explore across the entire spectrum of their business, different use cases. So I, I'm familiar with, I, I believe BMW had cataloged something like 300 different use cases in the automotive sector. And they picked 10 or 15 to think about in more detail. Uh, with each use case, you're gonna have a different set of providers or, or experts who can do something. So for instance, if it was data related, of course, Ocean would be one of the best uh, partners, we believe, for BMW. If it was something related to provenance tracking of supply chain parts, it could be a different uh, blockchain company. Or if you know, if it's something to do with financialization, uh, uh, maybe there's treasury management. We we heard that use case a lot across the the entity. 
Um, that was where uh, we had a lot of banks. We had central banks looking at this type of thing. It might be a different blockchain company. So what, specific to what Ocean does, who, who are our competitors? We're not sure, to be honest. Uh, the, I think that's a great answer, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. The, the, so and the reason why I say that is not because we don't know what's happening. It's because the field has thinned itself out since uh, mm -hmm. the kind of hype of 2017, 2018, 2019. There were a lot of competitors, let's say, who we, we don't hear from them anymore. So mm -hmm. we don't know if they're still around. Uh, there's a lot of people who, who have seen that data, artificial intelligence, a new data economy. These are, these are big ideas. These are, you know, uh, very important to the world in the future, very important to individuals in the future to solve. Uh, and so, but it takes time. It, 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 I mean, we have been speaking about the internet of things for like almost 10 years. And a lot of companies who started like 10 years ago with developing something, they, most of them, they were just too early because, you know, the, the, te the actual technology to, to fully utilize IoT isn't there yet. So you have to have a, a long breath or a long runway uh, to achieve. And yeah, I think Ocean... If I could jump into that a little bit, I think that one of the uh, biggest advantages, so if we look at kind of competitors, why enterprises look at decentralized technologies, why they'd even experiment with this, is number one, it is highly, highly disruptive. If you're looking at decentralized technologies, you're going to be able to bring the cost of transactions from uh, five or six orders of magnitude cheaper. So for instance, with automated market making, Uniswap Balancer is the best example. Uh, if you want to be a market maker, provide liquidity in a market, you mm -hmm. typically in the past may, might have had to have invest one to $10 million just to become a market maker. Uh, resources, tools, systems, programming, bots, all that sort of stuff. With Uniswap Balancer, you can provide liquidity with, uh, by invoking a $5 smart contract two times. That's it. So it costs you $10 to be a market maker. You've brought the cost of a new, becoming a business owner, let's just say, of providing liquidity from a million dollars to $10. That is amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's if we crazy. can, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. And we're going to do this across not just the entire financial sector, but we're going to do this in terms of uh, data. Right now, data is very valuable, but there's not enough liquidity and the tools for sharing aren't there. Um, if you look at the, the closest example that I can think of, it's the internet. The internet made it so that you didn't have to invest in, let's say, $100,000 to be a publisher. You just had to get a website, Squarespace, $10 a month. You have your website up and now you can publish a blog or even zero. You just go on medium. It's zero cost to be a publisher now. Mm -hmm. And so that is five orders of magnitude cheaper to be a publisher. If we can do data sharing uh, five orders of magnitude cheaper than what it currently costs with centralized data marketplaces, then we open up an extremely long tail of value that can now be somehow financialized. And that's something that I'm very excited about. That's kind of the reason Ocean is here, because you give it the individual's possibility to monetize what is already theirs. Uh, and it's sitting around like Airbnb and Uber did for uh, rooms as well as uh, unused capacity of vehicles. We have so much data that can be unlocked for organizations. disruptive. Totally. Yeah. It's so this is something that the enterprise want to get uh, a handle on and they need to. Uh, so if we can find those types of enterprises, we're going to be very happy to work with them. Um, and then... To get this idea, there aren't that many people who understand this uh, as deeply. And so that's why when we go back to the coming, circling back finally to your, what you were talking about, sustainability of projects and projects that maybe die out before 
the the peak is is there or, or before uh, the technology is ready that is the secret weapon of decentralized projects the secret of ocean we have a large community of people outside the team where you have um the entire community owns the project we as the core team i think that we are serving the community we're serving the idea of unlocking data economy and then we have a large community of hopefully thousands of people developers uh enthusiasts enterprises people who are working in enterprises who want to unlock and that will give us the oxygen to take us for the long run and i'm hoping that that is uh ocean is kind of the the protocol that unlocks data economy uh for the long term that sounds pretty exciting i mean the the coming the coming years and i've said it before on on other interviews but i i truly think that the coming years will be you know, very determining on how the next decade will look like um so it's clear to me that the automotive uh, branch will benefit in one way or another from uh, data sharing uh, we will probably see some some more uh yeah extensive use cases uh in that sector but are there any other status quo organizations or look like old business structures that can hugely benefit absolutely so we announced a a data marketplace and i think that that's probably the thing that most people can kind of grasp uh right now we think that there's going to be a ton of different data models just like nobody could could have imagined something like balancer or uniswap this whole concept of liquidity and market making uh just on a in your browser uh we're going to see all those business models for data showing up and it's going to be fantastic but before that the the easiest thing for somebody to grasp is a data marketplace and what we've done is and we're looking for enterprises we announced one uh, dexrate it's a logistics provider in america in the east coast they have data from their own fleet plus fleets of other companies and they're trying to aggregate that data and so we've helped them build a data marketplace uh and they are now looking at the next steps on how to populate it how to sell it and this type of thing so this type of exploration has to happen uh this is a use case that makes a lot of sense for logistics sharing data production data uh efficiency given what has happened in the last let's say 6 months with the pandemic there's been a lot of disruption in the economic system and so it's shown that not having good data means that you're going to have shortages there's going to be blockages um it's not going to run as efficiently as possible and so data sharing we see particularly from the enterprise side is all about getting the information a little bit ahead of what you would have gotten today uh so that you can have your business uh, processes more efficient and that's yeah. where you you see value from these large enterprises it's all about making better decisions so it, if you could focus like on only one sector uh or 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 you can funnel your development efforts only to to one single subject for the coming year what would it be bruce i think it would be serving the community and what i mean by that is identifying the developers who have an idea that that they're inspired to work on mm -hmm. related to data and using ocean uh finding ways to onboard them faster finding ways to create communities of people who are building on top of ocean or who want to build on top of ocean and facilitating that for me i think that that is the the best thing that we can do to kickstart a data economy because we don't have all the answers we don't know where the best ideas are going to come from and so the best thing that we can do is to make sure that we go across the globe whether it's in america it's in western europe uh eastern europe asia africa 
Australia, South America, whatever it is, we find ways to find data scientists, AI researchers, developers, bring them together with enterprises, um, use the ocean technology to enable them. And that is what the focus of 2021, 2022 is all going to be about because if we can get adoption and use cases that um, get thrown against the wall, some are gonna stick and that's gonna start unlocking data economy. If we look at what we've been doing from 2018, 19, 20, uh, this year, it was setting the foundation, building the technology, and that's been our core focus. Uh, we're getting close to delivering what we really wanted to, mm -hmm. meeting all of our promises to the community in terms of technology, as well as the, you know, the token itself. And so 2021 for our team is all about adoption and whatever that takes. And I don't know what that is. We're, we're going to ask the community to help us, uh, uh, but it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to working in this path. It has to evolve. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about you know, blockchain technology uh, in general is that anyone can participate. So also anyone around the world can elevate your business without even knowing it. So that's, that's, that, that's truly uh, something exciting and inclusive at the same time. Um, thanks for that answer. I mean, it's, it's, it's really honest and, 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 and also really exciting. Before we finish, I saw you announced, I think it was today, uh, that there is a token swap coming on for Ocean. Um, what's that all about? Thanks for asking. The token swap that we announced today is uh, about fulfilling one of the final promises uh, that we had had all the way in 2017. And that is to use network rewards and incentives to bring more people into the community. So just like the Bitcoin block reward brings miners and validators uh, to secure the blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain, mm -hmm. uh, we are going to implement the network rewards and the community incentives to bring people into the ocean community. Okay. Uh, just like people provide staking reports, rewards and stuff like that. All that stuff is going to be made possible through this token swap. The token swap is something where we are going to uh, set the total maximum token cap, mm -hmm. which is something that we didn't do previously because of security reasons. We didn't want to expose um, the extra number of tokens uh, just in case. Uh, and then when we migrate from an ERC-20 contract where it's currently on to another ERC-20 contract where it'll have the increased cap, that will give us the capacity to activate the network and community incentives. That's all it is. The, the main message I guess I'd like to tell to your listeners and anybody who holds Ocean Token, you don't have to do anything. Okay. If your uh, tokens are on exchange, if they're on a hard wallet, if they're on my Ether wallet, wherever they are, as long as they are where they are, you don't have to do anything. The only exceptions are anybody who has put tokens into Uniswap, Balancer, or any DEX where they're providing liquidity uh, they need to withdraw that before we do the migration at, uh, let's say, 6 p.m. Central European time uh, on August, Friday, August 21st. It's midnight in Singapore. It's uh, 12 in the afternoon in America. We picked that time so it would be pretty easy to do time okay. changes. Plenty of time, yeah. Exactly. And so that's, that's the main thing. If, for the most part, if you have Ocean Token, don't do anything with them except if they're on Uniswap or Balancer or... Uh, in the Ocean Pacific Network, we have uh, a few few people there too. I think those those people who provide uh, liquidity, they they are. Uh, I assume they are tech savvy enough that they are keeping up with the news. Uh, but I will 
uh, also include uh, a link to to the medium uh, article that that elaborates on on this whole token swap thing uh, so that everyone will uh, will read that as well um, okay that's that's something exciting so in short the token swap increases the supply but only for the benefit of the community because it enables uh, the ocean protocol to uh, enable some kind of staking mechanism that can reward participants or contributors to the to the to the network is that correct it's it's part of it so as part of the token swap why we're doing it now is a couple of things the, the number one is we are going to be releasing ocean v3 which will have uh the data tokens which we talked about earlier as well mm -hmm. as uh, uh, the capability for staking um, and that is pretty exciting uh, and then secondly is that we're the um, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time and we wanted to make sure that we had a token design that could accrue in value and we're going to be coming forth with blog posts over the next weeks uh, to explain the complete token design and why ocean is going to be uh, special for people who are a part of the community. So it's this combination of two things. Number one is this tech is ready. And number two is the concept of token design, where we were uh, one of the progenitors of this concept of token engineering. Uh, we've used all the learnings over the last two years from multiple projects and teams and advisors. And we put that into our token design so that over time, the token uh, accrues value and accrues utility in a better way. And so these two components, the token design plus Ocean V3, now is the time to do this token swap. Um, and this 1.41 billion tokens, it was always there conceptually. Uh, we had actually reduced and throttled the number of tokens in the original contract just for security and safety reasons. Okay, all clear. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, well, I'm also looking forward to not do anything in order to make my token uh, swap to the to the new one. Um, Bruce, is there anything you want uh, you would like to add before we uh, before we end our conversation, it's been great. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for uh, giving us the chance to talk uh, about some of the things that's going on. I hope that it's uh, we're respecting the community and all the efforts that the the enthusiasts and community are doing, uh, and we um, we fulfill our promises. People can check us out on Twitter uh, at Ocean Protocol. Um, go to our uh, bounties on Gitcoin, check out our internal port at Ocean Protocol, these types of things. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's interested in all these things, just go to oceanprotocol.com uh, and we have a Telegram channel where our team is happy to answer your questions. Okay, great, Bruce. Well, thanks a lot for this uh, conversation and we might speak again. Have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you very you much. Too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. It was a great episode. And what a bright mind and a friendly guy uh, Bruce is. I was happy to have him on. Um, in regards of Ocean, Ocean Protocol, I think we will be hearing uh, a lot more of, uh, from them in the coming months. So that's, uh, yeah, should be pretty exciting. Um, before I end this episode, if you have any other projects you would love to have on, on this show, just write me a DM and then I will see what I can do. All right, cheers guys.